0: the first key to change is hope. It's something that's, that's very emotional. It's having honest hope that you can succeed in the change. I think the way that we need to reframe change is, is we have to understand that change is basically about learning, but it's about learning difficult, complex, truly new things. Coming up, Ariane interviews best-selling author Alan Deutschman, next on Change Nation from the First 30 Days.
1: the first 30 days. I'm Ariane, and today I'm talking with Alan Deutschman. Alan is one of America's leading authors exploring change and innovation. A renowned business journalist, his career spans 19 years at numerous high-profile publications, including Fortune, GQ, Vanity Fair, and Fast Company. He has interviewed and profiled some of the most innovative figures in global business, including Steve Jobs and Richard Branson. Most recently, he has authored the book, Change or Die, The Three Keys to Change at Work and in Life. Our interview today will focus on the first 30 days of making any change easier. Alan, welcome to the first 30 days. First off, I love the title of your new book. Tell us a little bit about how it's been received.
0: The response to the book has just been phenomenal uh, from people running major corporations and organizations to uh, churches where the, the ministers have done hour-long sermons about it, and uh, they've printed up change-or-die T-shirts for the congregation. Uh, I've just been, been thrilled with, uh, with how strongly people respond. Uh, I tell you, Alan, your
1: book, just so that you know, is required reading for everyone who works at the first 30 days.
0: Oh, that's great
1: so it is it 's on our our number one book reading list. We hired someone this week. It was the first book that she got, so we 're all very familiar with it and we're excited to just share with our audience and the people listening to this just a little bit more more about it. A lot of people think and they come to me or when I start talking about change, a lot of people say the following words to me they say i can't change or people don't change. Do you think anyone and everyone can change?
0: I do. And I think that our ability to change is lifelong. So it's something that we can do not just when we're young, but through middle age, through uh, our senior years. Uh, Everyone has this potential. Um, You know, many people don't believe that they can change, uh, but... uh, you know, if you look at all of the scientific research, uh, everything that's come from exciting work in neuroscience in re- recent years, um, this is a capability that our brains have. Mm-hmm. Uh, humans are just incredibly resilient and adaptable, and we we have a tremendous potential to change far more than most people would ever realize.
1: Yep. What, what makes someone good at change? If you meet someone, you have a little bit of a conversation with them, given your background and your expertise, can you tell if they're going to be good or, or better at change than someone else? Are there factors that you, can, you notice?
0: Well, I think you can. I mean, change is basically about learning. It's about learning complex, difficult, new things. And when you meet someone, you can tell whether they've continued learning throughout their lives. Now most of us after college or graduate school, we really stop learning challenging new things. You know, uh, you know what's the last time someone uh, took up a new sport or learned a foreign language or uh, you know, something that you're really a beginner at, and you have to struggle and deal with all the frustrations with being a beginner. Uh, most people, after after college, we get into a job, and we do the same thing for years and for decades, and we really don't learn new things. So If I, if I meet someone who is 40 or 50 or 70 or 80 who says, you know, I just started learning Chinese for the first time, or uh, I've taken up Uh, this difficult sport or uh, I'm trying this new form of art, Um, when you see people who are challenging themselves, who are learning, uh, who are willing to be beginners again, and this is something that they've incorporated throughout their lives, you know that's someone who embraces change and is good at change because they've uh, made it part of who they are. They've done it again and again, and so they have confidence that they can take on something new and difficult and work their way through it.
1: Do you think we have i um, I'll call it a change muscle, so that people who've gone through numerous changes, you, you do get better at it, so that if you were to be faced with a difficult change that we, we all might get once in our lives, that people do get better at it, you're better prepared?
0: I do. I think, um... You know, staying in practice uh, helps with everything, and, and it helps with change as well. Uh, I mean, if you look at kids who's, who grew up with parents in the military who every year or two would uh, have to move and go live somewhere else around the world and uh, start in a different school with different friends and uh, a different culture and community, uh, it's hard, but after doing that a number of times, you know, those kids, they get good at it. They They know... Um, how to survive and how to adapt and thrive uh, in a new environment and how to make friends quickly. And, uh, uh, and the first couple of times they do it, it's, it can be very frightening. But after a while, they build a confidence. And I think that's true in, in any kind of uh, any kind of change it's you know, staying in practice is really important and so it's an important thing to, to do before you're forced to do it
1: is, is change more about actions for people I know a lot of people come to us and expect the first three days to be a very clear action-based plan I'm a big believer that the emotions the thoughts your identity around change the language used around change are just as important Is that something you talk about? Is it something you have some research on? You
0: know, I think both action and belief are very important. I think the first key to change is hope. It's something that's that's very emotional it's having honest hope that you can succeed in the change it's having the belief and the expectation that you can it's having that deep emotional connection that there's a sense of possibility and so I think that sense of hope and belief is at the foundation of successful change but the other thing I found in this is something that you've learned from 12-step groups like Alcoholics Anonymous the Delancey Street program in San Francisco which which helps ex-convicts to turn their lives around. has been very successful with this idea, the idea of acting as if. Because a lot of times you have to do something again and again before the emotion is there. So if you've been an alcoholic, you feel like an alcoholic. It's going to take a while before... You feel differently. And so you just every day have to act in a different way, and then eventually the feeling comes. So I think both action and belief are extremely important, and over time they buttress each other.
1: Yep. The title of the book, Change or Die, do people really choose to die instead of making a change? I know some people might go, that's a very assertive, bold title. It certainly got my attention. <laughs> And what's interesting is I picked up the book in the Delancey Street cafeteria in San Francisco. I don't know if you knew that. I did. For people who might sort of go, well, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that title or I wouldn't necessarily be drawn into the book, what would you say about how do people choose to die do people choose to change?
0: Well, people don't know how to change. We like to think that crisis is what leads people to change. When things get really bad, then they'll change. But it's not true because people don't believe they, that they can change and they don't know what to do and they don't have confidence and belief in themselves. The, the title, Change Your Die, came out of research. I heard the dean of the medical school at Johns Hopkins University say that they've studied heart patients people with terrible, life-threatening heart disease whose doctors have gone to them and said, you have to start living in a healthier way or you're going to die. And they've studied these people. And two years later, 90% of them have failed to change, have failed to switch to healthier lifestyles, even though their doctors told them that their choice was change or die. And it's not that they were choosing to die, but... They didn't believe, after decades of living the way that they had, they didn't believe that they were capable of changing.
1: I know one of the things you say in the book to me was very interesting. You said there are three misconceptions about what causes change, facts, fear, and force. Why don't they work? Do they ever work or they just don't work?
0: In a small percentage of situations, you can come to someone and say, here are the facts of your situation. Uh, Now you have to change. So if you look at the world today, scientists can come to us and say, we have this global warming problem and we have to stop driving cars and using all this energy. But presented with the facts, it's very easy for people to go into denial, to put up psychological self-defenses that help make them willingly blind to the facts of the situation. And we've all experienced this. It's no matter how well educated you are, how smart and accomplished in the world, everyone is at least partially blind to their faults and to their problems. So people coming and telling us the truth and giving us factual information that's not necessarily going to change us. It's, it's like that the scene in the movie A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise uh, goes to Jack Nicholson and says, tell me the truth. And Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. Well, yep. that's just the basic principle of, of psychology is that, that all of us, when we have problems that we don't know how to solve, we try to block out and, the problem and, and not think of, of it or, or put it off for another day. So I think it's naive to think that just giving people the right information is going to work. Right,
1: you go on then to sort of mention three things that do work, what is your book title really? What are those three keys to change? Are they three? Are there more than three? Or these really were the three that came out of all the research?
0: That you these, these, these were really the three, and actually they, they come from different strands of science. Uh, one comes from psychology, one comes out of neuroscience, and one comes out of cognitive science, the newer branch of psychology. I call them relate, repeat, and reframe. The first one, Relate, is that you need an emotional relationship, uh, either with a person or with a community, to inspire that sense of hope and belief. I think that that those relationships are absolutely crucial to help people to change. and we've learned that from psychology from a century of the work that's come out of more than 400 different approaches to to psychology that you can name uh, any kind of therapy and such. They found that that emotional chemistry with other people, with a community, is extraordinarily powerful in helping people change.
1: Yep. How would you tell some men who probably figure they want to change by themselves or are not up for groups or psychology support groups or online groups. Have you found things work better for men versus women going through change?
0: Well, I think that the stereotype is true, that men often coming out of our culture are less likely or less comfortable to talk openly about their emotions, to have those kinds of deep emotional relationships. I mean, I've found that even in my own life. I get together with, with some of my oldest male friends, friendships going back to college, you know, people I trust deeply. It's, it's easy to talk about sports or business or movies, and it's. I think often men are less comfortable. But it's, it's not a matter of having one approach. I mean, relationships come in, in all kinds of different forms, and, and the key is finding the one that you as an individual are comfortable with. And there are all kinds of different approaches. To that, so it, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, you know doing marathon talk sessions. It, it might mean uh, you know having someone who can be a model for you, someone who's like yourself, uh, who has struggled with these same challenges that you can just model yourself on, or just find hope and inspiration from from knowing them and being with them.
1: Repeat. What does repeat mean?
0: Well, the idea of repeat is that once you have this relationship, it helps you to. Learn, practice, and master all of the new things that you need to know, all the new skills, the new habits, the new beliefs. One reason that change seems so dauntingly hard is that it involves dozens or hundreds of small habits and skills that you need to learn. So, I mean, if you had lived somewhere else in the country and you were moving to New York City, for example, there are probably several hundred little things about living in New York city that you would have to learn and master before yeah. you felt comfortable being a New Yorker. You'd have to figure out, you know, uh, where does the subway go and how do you, uh, you know, get the, the little fare card to go on the subway and how do you hail a taxi cab and, and, uh, things that, that a native New Yorker, you know, would be second nature to them. Uh, you have to learn all those things and, uh, um, not knowing even one or two of these little things um, can can make it very frustrating, especially when when you're an adult who's lived successfully somewhere else in the world so but you know if, if you had if you had a friend uh, who was a New Yorker who could you know take you to the subway and show you how it works or show you how to hail a taxi uh, all those those kind of little things that that add up that you just have to do again and again until they become automatic and you don't even think about it uh, anymore. And in the process of learning um those those things can be frustrating and, and as, you know, as as children we we do this all the time, but as adults uh you know, we we don't want to be in embarrassing situations uh, uh around people. We want them to respect and admire us.
1: Yep. I I know for us we we see a lot of people who are trying to make a change, who stumble, get stuck, go through obstacles, whether they are changing careers, losing weight, getting out of debt. And I'm one of the things that I ask pretty much everyone I meet, which is what is it that gets people through those obstacles, those times where you want to go those times where you might have been in the first fifteen days of a change. And then something comes up and you're like, I'm done, I can't change.
0: It's too hard. Yeah, I think that, that having, again, having that uh, re- relationship uh, with another person or with a community that's going to be supportive, that's going to coach you, that's going to provide the encouragement um, can can help you get through all the inevitable stumbles and failures and frustrations um, uh, of, of learning all these new skills uh, and habits. Because you might be frustrated, but if you have someone, you know, who said, you know who's there, to provide encouragement to say, you know, when I first moved to New York City, you know, I got so lost in the subway. I, you know, it took me all afternoon to get back. Yep.
1: Um,
0: you know, the the relationship is what gets you through uh, all the inevitable difficulties and frustrations uh, of this learning process.
1: Yep. Well, then the third key to to change you say is reframe. Um, what does what does that imply?
0: Reframing means uh, finding a new way of looking at your situation and thinking about the world. Uh, it's getting a new kind of conceptual outlook on things. It's just seeing the world with fresh eyes. Um, and uh, the way this, this comes about is through actually through having this relation, this new relationship, and through uh, over a period of time, uh, you know, doing things differently and learning all these new skills and habits, what eventually happens is you you start to see things in a way that would have made no sense to you before, that would have been been totally foreign, um, because you've actually been living uh, in in a different way. Um, you know, if uh, if you took a, a group of people in a company that kind of fought with each other and didn't, didn't get along, uh, if if someone came in in the beginning and said, this company is going to be a family, everyone might laugh at them. Yeah. But if over a period of weeks or months or years, the people in that company actually treated each other as if they were in a family, you know, if they helped each other out when someone was, was ill or, or having trouble in, in the family, if they... Um, were 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 supportive and close to each other that way, then they would say, "You know, we really are a family, and they, it, it would ring true um, and they they would see their work outlook in in an entirely different way, um, and that they might not even have believed they could have thought that uh, when when the change began. so I
1: want to focus a little bit more on reframe so if someone has prostate cancer what would be a way for them to reframe that change and what it might mean for them?
0: Well, if someone has prostate cancer and they have to, say, make a a radical change uh, in their diet... Um, and you know be having an antioxidant shake you know for breakfast and they you know do things you know start doing things like yoga for the first time and, and have uh, uh, you know maybe not uh, eat meat uh, or dairy anymore I mean some things that would be let's let's say this person you say know, no, you myself you're
1: totally speaking my language All <laughs> of those things
0: yeah let's say if, if you're someone like me who um, you know has just been been passionate and fascinated with with cuisine and with the sense of abundance and 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 food as uh, as indulgence and celebration uh, uh, and such. And and you uh, you your doctor said you know because. Uh, you're wrestling with cancers. We want you to to go on this this radically different diet and to you know and to do things. Let's say maybe you had never done yoga before, never done meditation, or uh, you know other things that. Uh, that the people struggling with prostate cancer, you know, find that are helpful. Um, you need to change the way you look you at know, yourself. Maybe before you are uh, like, you know, I'm a bon vivant who loves life and celebrates it with gusto. You know, you need to, to get to a, to a different mindset of being able to, to see yourself in a different way. You know, to say that, you know, I'm someone who over the course of my life have, you know, have, have always been, been curious and learning. And now I'm, I'm learning new things. And, uh, Uh, And I've always liked sensual pleasures, but now I'm going to spend more time, you know, going and looking at the sunset rather than having a big steak. You need to come to a different metaphor. You need to retell your story to yourself. It's kind of like rewriting your own biography to make sense of your own life. I mean, it's something that we're, we're kind of all doing in our heads all the time is we're revising our own biographies. Uh, so our past, present, and future makes sense. And so instead of being saddened by saying, oh, now I can't be who I am, you know, the way I was in the past, you need to see the change as being an evolution to something new that in its own way can be exciting and fulfilling to find that shift.
1: Alan, do you, ha- do you have a, a definition of change? Do you have a new definition of change that might help people?
0: Well, I think the way that we need to reframe change is is we have to understand that change is basically about learning, but it's about learning difficult, complex, truly new things. And a lot of us think, oh, you know, I've always been learning, but we haven't. You know, if you're a lawyer, and let you might be a partner in a law firm uh if you're reading uh, a law journal for the latest small revision in tax law you know you're you're already an expert at law and you're just kind of keeping up with developments on on the edge of your field. That's not what I mean by learning. What I mean is if you're a partner in a law firm and you say, I'm going to go be a sculptor, or I'm going to learn Chinese, or how to play the violin, or how to do deep sea diving. It's about learning things that are going to make you a beginner again, and that are going to, to make you feel foolish almost in the beginning. So it's hard, but learning is something that we all know how to do. It's just something that we stop doing once we're in our 20s or our 30s, and and we need to to keep doing it and keep staying in practice. So whatever the challenges are that we face in life, we'll, we'll, we'll be in practice with change, which is just being in practice with, with real learning.
1: I made a note to myself here, which is one of the things you say in the book is, that we can actually prime our brain to be ready and more prepared for change or any of these first 30-day life transitions that might show up by consistently learning new skills and new habits. A lot of people go, well, I know these things are going to happen. I know one of my parents might pass. I know someone might get sick. How, how can I actually do anything to prepare myself? And I thought that was a, a wonderful way of getting people to get in touch with something that they can control especially when change seems to be very much out of people's control. Um, Alan, any any thoughts on spiritual beliefs? Um, I know you looked at criminals, you looked at heart patients, you looked at just average normal workers. Was there a trend in people believing in something bigger than themselves that helped get them through change?
0: I, I think that's that's crucial for change in in whatever form it takes because uh, when I talked about the first key to change being a relationship that inspires a sense of hope, uh, I think that 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 hope and belief and that sense of emotion and and spirituality is what change is all about. That is what makes change possible and uh, uh, you know often we can find that through other people uh, and it's extremely helpful if if there's a, a sense of spirituality and, uh, and belief in, in something greater in, in whatever form uh, it takes because uh, you know change is, is so difficult that uh, it requires hope it requires belief uh, uh, and uh, you know whatever whatever source of that strength that people have that that is is essential, and so people who can draw on that where, wherever they find it thats that's meaningful to them um, that's that's incredibly uh, uh, important um, to uh, you know to get us through these 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 difficult challenges in life
1: yep any most surprising thing you discovered from from the work that you did with the book, the thing that you just really didn't think going in was going to come out of it.
0: Um, I think the the importance of other people. Uh, you know, I've always prided myself of being this. You know, uh, I mean, I've I've used to see myself as an individualist. You know, I'm someone who did well in school and has been very ambitious. Uh, in my career and prided myself on the successes I've had. And uh, as, as an author, uh, it's a very independent uh, uh, sense of work and achievement. You know, you write your own article, you write your own book, you're very self-sufficient, and, and uh, you believe in yourself. And looking overwhelmingly at the, the, the research from psychology over the past century, you, you see that, that even for the, the strongest and most Accomplished and well-educated people—that you you can't do it alone. You you really you need that connection to to at least one other person uh, who can be a mentor, uh, and, and better yet, to to a strong community of people um, is is what really helps people change, whoever they are. Uh, and I think. That's hard for Americans in particular to understand because we, you know, culturally enshrine individualism and we think that we just need to have more willpower and try harder and work harder and work longer. And, uh, you know, the really stunning revelation to me was that it's not about that. It's uh, that change uh, is, you know, you know, we know who we are. Change is about learning from other people. Uh, you know, to learn the skills and beliefs and way of looking at the world that they have and that we need and, and that they can share with us and we can learn from them.
1: I love that because it makes it a little bit easier, a little bit more stable. Everyone knows people, and it's something that, that is doable and people can can control. Um, the book is Change or Die, The Three Keys to Change at Work and in Life. Um, I typically end off all of our uh, interviews with what I call our first three-day signature questions. They're a little bit more personal. Um, the first one is, what is the belief that you now personally go to during times of change in your own life? Is there one sort of phrase belief that you know is that foundation that pulls you through anything?
0: Um, well, I just I just love the, the phrase or the idea of acting as if, um, you know, of almost pretending you're an actor in a movie and, and you're playing the role of, of the character who you want to become. Yep. Um, I think that's, that's a very easy thing for thing to, people to, to visualize because, uh, um, you know, it's, it's going to take a while before you really feel like that character, but you can, you can start acting the part and it makes it almost fun yeah um, you know that that you're pretending to be someone different than who you are, and if you do that long enough, <laughs> it actually starts to become true absolutely.
1: <laughs> I want to ask you what area of your life you're acting as if because I know that we all are going through a place where we are acting as if we know exactly what we're doing um, second question, the best thing about change is
0: um, the The best thing about change is it keeps you young, it is a revitalizing force um, it, it it makes it so that whatever age you're at now uh, there's adventure there's discovery there's unpredictability and excitement um, and you know, and even even the really difficult um, you know unwanted um, you know things that life throws at us I mean I think the the people who um, you know who can grow and learn and 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 find a way to enrich their souls through that. Um, it's uh, uh, you know change. Change keeps us young and it makes it makes us stronger.
1: It does. Final question: What is the best change that you've ever made?
0: The um, The best change that I ever made, I think, well, getting married, actually.
1: (laughs) That's the right answer. Definitely the right answer.
0: Um, You know, when I talk about the first key to change being, you know, emotional relationships, uh, you know, having, you know, at least that one person in your life who you just have a deep emotional connection to, um, who... uh, you know, I mean, that, that relationship can, can open up all kinds of new possibilities. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, you know, I haven't had children yet, so that, that probably would,
1: <laughs> <laughs> would, would be
0: as big or bigger.
1: Wonderful. Alan, total pleasure. I've been taking notes, scribbling away. I, I know I certainly continue to learn a lot, even having read your book, just talking to you. So I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Total pleasure. Thank you, Alan. We'll be in touch. You got it. I've been speaking today with Alan Deutschman, one of America's leading authors and experts on change and innovation. He is the executive director of Unboundary, a strategy consulting firm whose clients include top executives at major companies such as FedEx and Charles Schwab. I'm Ariane. Thanks for listening. And for other interviews on various life changes, please visit us on our website at first30days.com.